Hello, everybody. Welcome to DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, which DWZ stands for Deleted WrestleZone. So we're here to give you a two-topic episode. So uh, I want to apologize. I wasn't unable to do one yesterday, last night. Uh, basically, certain things happened last night. But today I'm going to do this. So we're going to talk about, in professional wrestling in DWZ, uh, the NXT TakeOver War Games 3 and, of course, Women of Wrestling, or shall we bo- go by the acronym, WOW. So, the NXT TakeOver 3 War Games took place this past uh, Saturday in Chicago, which is well known through the Chicago scene, having great wrestling down there. So, let's go from where how this whole thing began with the War Games. Um, as you all know, this is the first time we get to see a women's War Games. So, this whole thing began when Rhea Ripley first um, was declaring that she wants to get another title shot. Reason is behind that is that she was never pinned or submitted or tap out in the hands of the current NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. So if you must know how that happened, later we had Ayo Shirai, Bianca Belair. They both did not like the idea of, of Rhea Ripley Cutting in the front of the light. But Candace LeRae has always been on her side. Always felt like maybe she's right. She was never tapped out. Or anything. So that's when we had. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Candace LeRae. Um, Dakota Kai. And Tegan Knox Facing against the horsewoman. Ayo Shirai. And Bianca Belair. So they had a little match. So that's the whole thing. Same thing we had with the men's. Where we had. The Undisputed Era facing off against Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. But apparently Matt Riddle decided to uh, focus attention towards uh, Finn Balor, who's been causing nothing but problems recently. So Matt Riddle was on a separate match against him. But the person who joined uh, Team Ciampa was... None other than Dominic Dijakovic. If you guys haven't recall, uh, Dominic Dijakovic had a little more like a feud going on with Keith Lee. Two behemoths actually joined forces for this one. As you know, in war games, it's always a four-on-four match. But it was already... Uh, the Undisputed Era already had their four members. Adam Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. But Ciampa only had three. was himself, uh, Keith Lee, and Dominic Dijakovic. But who was the fourth person? Now, I'll get to that in a bit. So let's start with the TakeOver War Games 3. From start to finish, with the, start with the pre-show. We had Angel Garza, who was in the match against Isaiah uh, Swerve Scott. Now, keep in mind, I did not witness or seen this match that much, but it was pretty good from what I understand. But after the match, um, Leo Rush attacked Garza in the backstage area. I think they're going to go with the feud because Leo Rush, as you know, is currently the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And then we move on with the Women's War Games match. As you all know, prior in the pre-show, Mayim was attacked and was unable to compete. And General Manager William Regal talked to Ripley and told her that she's a captain. She has to make a decision. So she picked 
Dakota Kai to take Mayim's place. Uh, Ripley knows that there is, that Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai always had a problem. So that's how the whole thing started. But later it became a two-on-four match. Uh, this whole thing happened when, out of nowhere, Dakota Kai turned her back on her best friend, Tegan Knox and all this. Now, there's a kayfabe to this story. Uh, Tegan Knox was not cleared to wrestle on that night, so they made it look like she was out, which is understandable. So it became like a two-on-four match, and it was really, really good from what I can tell. And the winners of this match was Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, who were still standing, which really was a good uh, way to show that they are two close friends now that they were able to hold on their own. But Ripley, on the other hand, pinned the current NXT Women's Champion, which was great. So hopefully down the line we get to see her face Shayna Baszler for the title. Then we jump in in the triple threat match, who has been set as the number one contender for the NXT Championship. This consists of Pete Dunne, who you all know was the NXT UK Champion, Damien Priest, and Killian Day. Now... This whole thing with Pete Dunne, Dillian Kane, and Damien Priest goes back a long way. Um, Pete Dunne has been coming in left and right with Damien Priest and then Killian Dane. Basically, Pete Dunne did not want nothing to do with Killian Dane because Killian Dane has been targeting him the entire time. But finally, this became into a triple threat match for the number one contendership. For the NXT title. And the victor of this match. Was Pete Dunne. So we. Pop, this match. Uh, we, it was part of. The Survivor Series match. Which uh, did not witness. So there's no point. To do an episode on that. But the NXT TakeOver. I was following. Because I'm a, much of a fan of the NXT brand. Now the next match was. Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Now this whole thing began when. Finn Balor made his shocking return to NXT, and then he attacked Gargano, and then now Matt Riddle. So this whole thing was a rivalry. I don't know if this... I think people probably would have wanted to see Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, but probably we'll see that down the line. Then finally, the main event was the Men's War Games match. Now... During this time, they were unable to announce who was the fourth member in Ciampa's team. Until the shocking moment happened. The person that joined was Kevin Owens from Raw. Now, you probably ask yourselves, why would he do that? Maybe he's starting to agree with Triple H. Maybe nobody in Raw cares about him because he was underutilized. Kevin Owens, on the other hand, was the NXT champion. So it could make sense. And this turned out to be a big pop out of Kevin Owens' scene. And I hope he does go to NXT because I think there are some wrestlers from the who are currently right now in Raw SmackDown that ended up on, who were from NXT. So I don't know how this will be played, but I would love to see that. But uh, I give this one a... A plus on this one because it was a good show from understand hearing this all over social media. So the NXT Takeover War Games three was the best one I've heard so far. Hopefully I can get to see it, but I don't have the network, 
So you must forgive me on that part. Now, the next part of our episode is the Women of Wrestling, or an acronym, WOW. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with this promotion, this promotion has been around a long time. Uh, they have their shows televised on the Access TV every Saturday, but right now they just finished with their season. So we should be already, how do I say, uh, already ended and probably taking a break until season three starts. But f- let's start from the beginning. If you guys are not familiarized with women of wrestling, they first started out in 2000 and it ran all the way to 2001. It was more like a late night show and they had their highest ratings of wrestling marketing down in New York and Los Angeles. They only had 24 episodes, each of them for an hour. But, of course, the HQ was in Los Angeles. But uh, they mostly uh, had attendance somewhere between... It started out with 400 plus, and then it grew to 5,000, which is pretty interesting. But they, mostly they recruited models, actresses, stunt women, and martial artists. Now, that's an interesting segment. But they also had... Um, the trainers who they had was from there was um, Selena Majors, who was going by Bambi, and then there's Thug. So they both were served as the trainers for the women of wrestling. Um, one of the uh, uh, founders, uh, Janine Buss, she is mostly the developer of the of the promotion. She mostly appeared regularly in the program, but no in-ring work. So she has no experience inside the ring. Uh, but it only lasted maybe for one season, from what I understand, and it was then dormant from 2001 to 2012. That's a long time to be dormant. Now, there were attempts by the creator, David McLean, to relaunch it. Um, there was an attempt to relaunch it in 2002 when uh, McLean was trying to partner up with Gene Simmons, who is one of the frontmen of KISS. Now, that is rather uh, interesting because if you know Gene Simmons from Kiss, you know he has his way with the ladies. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how the whole thing started. But over time, I think they... Um, in 2011, that's when some of the original shows uh, were being broadcast uh, in ABC at the affiliated network in the the KTNV in Las Vegas. So that's how it got revived, relaunched. And then later on t- May 29th of 2012, McLean and Bus decided to do new episodes, which kind of relaunched the whole promotion itself. So they held like this uh, kickoff tour called Pandemonium Tour in 2013. Mostly they did tours all over Las Vegas from what I can tell. So, um, first live event took place on January 19th, 2013. Now, they did brought back some of the veteran wrestlers, such as, if you guys don't know who they are, you may look these girls up. Uh, Lana Starr, Jade, Delta Loda Payne, Loka, Doug, Jungle Girl, and Major, uh, Selena Majors. Now, these are the veteran wrestlers that you may know. But now, ever since the relaunch of Women of Wrestling, they instead of calling them wrestlers, they call them superheroes, which is 
interesting because we can't we can call wrestlers however we want them over time. But they also had brought in new wrestlers, or should I say, new superheroes in WoW. So let's see who they have. They have Frost, Fire, Steffi Slays, Kita Rush, La Nina, and Asuka. Now, these are the ones that were new, but over time they actually recruited more. If you ever get the chance to follow them, you should take a look at it. As always, Selena Majors has served as one of the trainers for the new talent until they were joined by two wrestlers from the independent scenes that actually joined them. You may have known them. There's Amber O'Neill, and then, of course, there's Santana Garrett, who you now know is in NXT if you follow her. So that's the whole deal with that. And then uh, I think around last year in June 18th of 2018, Hollywood reported that WOW was going to have their weekly uh, airtime on Access TV programming early this year, which they did. And, of course, we had Season 2 that actually uh, started out. But this was the first time these guys broadcast in since 2001, which was interesting. Uh, if you must know, uh, I met who I should say at the time was the current WOW Women's, uh, women's Champion, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, she's no longer the champion, but I'll get to that in a bit right now because they had like a two-episode finale or so. So let's start with the whole thing. Uh, they had this group, Siren the Voodoo Doll, was making this voodoo nonsense about Princess Aussie and Holodead. And then all of a sudden we had the Psycho Sisters, uh, a three-women team that issued an open challenge, and they were challenged by three individuals. So we, it starts out with the match with that, with um, uh, Psycho Sister consists of Mesmeri, Razor, and Fury versus Keto Rush, Sassy Massey, who you may know in real life is the real-life wife of Eddie Edwards of Impact Wrestling, and Shant uh, Chantilly Chella. It was an interesting uh, six-woman tag team match going back and forth. And if you guys know, uh, Keto Rush, she's the leader of the the bully busters. So the, this group basically hate bullies. So it's kind of interesting to see that. Like they're the real superheroes of bully that fight off against bullies. And of course the Psycho Sisters took the victory. Now in recent uh, weeks, the women of wrestling held a tag team tournament. And the Psycho Sisters were eliminated. And they issued a challenge that whoever wins those titles, they want to crack at them. So that happened like right after the match. But I will get to that to who wins the tag team match in a, in a bit. Then we jump in with Reyna Reyes facing off against the disciplinary. Uh, if you guys want to know uh, the disciplinary, she's more like that person that disciplines you in school if you don't be a good boy or good girl, that type of thing. <laughs> so yeah, and they had her her manager or whatever you call her, Samantha Smart. Now, Samantha Smart always carries a ruler, you know, that, that hurts like hell. If you guys ever got hit by a ruler before. And Reyna Reyes, well, she's a gorgeous woman. I'm not going to lie about that. She, beautiful Filipino woman. If you all must know, I had a, a thing for Filipino women ever since I was in high school. So that must have been back in 2000. Yeah, 2000 all the way to now. <laughs> so it's 2019. But Reyna Reyes... Uh, oh my god, she's an incredible athlete if you guys haven't got this chance to see her. But here's the thing. 
many of these women in uh in um in women wrestling they actually don't go by these names. They always use some of them, with the exception of Santana Garrett, Tessa Blanchard, and Roneal, they use those names. But others, they just um, use a different one. Like Reina Rea, she goes by Giselle Shaw, if you guys are interested. It, if you guys want to know how that's spelled, the Giselle is G-I-S-E-L-E, Shaw. Uh, you can look at her in either in Twitter or on Instagram, however you want to look at it. But she took the victory great. I mean, she is great at like build. You know, I... I first didn't know what to make of her, but man, she impresses me. I mean, some of these women know how to throw out a good show and a great in-ring work. I'm not going to lie about that. And then we jump in with, finally, the finals for the WOW Tag Team Championships. They consisted with uh, Fire and the Drill Engine, if you guys don't know who they are. Uh, Fire is also known as Kara Hogan in Impact, and then there's Drill Engine, who knows as uh, Diamante. Now, if you guys don't know this, in real life, those two are le- are girlfriends. They are lesbian girlfriends, or in a couple. But we're not gonna get to that because I don't like to talk about personal life that much. It's just same for same for if you guys don't know who they are. And then there's Monsters Magnus that consists of Je- Jessica Havoc, who also works at Impact and Hazard. Now, this match was already been set about a week ago from on televised. So it was still unclear who was going to win. I think this was like more of the story of David versus Goliath. If you guys ever seen those stories before. You know where uh, a small guy faced a big guy. So that's what it was. David versus Goliath. And it was great to see his match. I didn't know who was going to win. But a part of me was telling Fire and Adrenaline were going to win. And it turned out they did. As much as they were celebrating. They were attacked by... Somebody named Malaya Osaka, Osaka, who started this uh, faction called Exile. Then she goes out saying how she was being overlooked by wrestlers, kind of like from Tessa Blanchard and all this and that. And she's now going out saying this and that about everyone else. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tessa Blanchard goes after her. But it was interesting how it turned out. So that kind of end the first part of that one episode before the last one that happened the other night so let's jump in with the second episode which was part of the finale we had a holiday alongside siren the voodoo doll facing off against princess aussie now in this story princess aussie has this unity stick that belonged to her ancestors and siren actually burned it believing that she was being held back that she has to be freed from this the match was great you know the way the story but the ended in no contest with the interference of the psycho sisters you see uh, during the tournament the psycho sisters were in a match against holiday and siren the voodoo doll but princess ozzy gave the helping hand now that was the biggest shocker so i think they're still trying to figure out what is going on why Why has Princess Ozzy got involved in something that doesn't concern her? But like I said in the story, they're trying to control her. Which is kind of interesting if you guys follow the storyline pretty well. I mean, I, I starting to get into it. And then we take a little break from um, in the in-room work to get out of the story. We kind of fabe out of this. 
Tessa Blanchard, who was the women's champion, were giving their appreciation to uh, Ginny Buss, who's one of the founders, who's also a developer of WoW. They gave her a custom-made WoW title, but under her name. And, of course, every wrestler came out to appreciate her. Sometimes we got to appreciate, without people like that, none of this would have happened. I mean, if you're not a fan of women of wrestling, then then you guys should get off the bus and don't get, get involved at all. And then we jump in with an interview with Teal Piper. If you guys don't know who she is, Teal Piper is the daughter of WWE Hall of Fame, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. She was interviewing Steffi Slays. Now, in this story, Steffi Slay has been being bullied by this person named Abilene Maverick, who's consistent as known as the governor's daughter of Montana. So she's been bullying her for months, treating her like trash. And Steffi Slay's been trying to get a match with her, but every time she gets a match, she lo- says that she goes on an injury. First, it was a knee injury, then a neck injury. But Steffi Slay's knew she can't trust her. So this time, it's either fight or you're a coward. And of course, it was a, a great match. I was think I was dying to see this match since I first saw this in the first season. It was going back and forth. I mean, I didn't know if... I've always known that Abilene was going to cheat, but this time, it didn't work in her favor. So, Steffi Slays took the victory. Now, out of the kayfabe out of this, Abilene Maverick made the announcement that she was going to retire from wrestling. So, I think this is the last time you get to see her. Uh, from what I understand, that she's now focusing her attention on acting, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. I mean, I've seen women wrestling trying to do work as an actress. Then we finally get to the main event, where we have the Beast, who's been trying to get her hands on Tessa Blanchard, who was the, was the women's the WOWS champion for a while. And then finally we get to see this match. Tessa's been dodging this match for a while by using the the world's greatest attorney named Sofia Lopez. Uh, there were times that were dodged by uh, Sofia Lopez looking for loopholes to ensure that this doesn't happen. It worked, but this time, the Beast got those who got in her way, got her payback, but this time we get to see that match. Uh, it was a great match. It was like, the Beast, in my opinion, has my uh, eyes set knowing that she should be the champion because she has been fighting her way through. Now, as for Tessa, we all know her reputation. We know her as a third-generation wrestler like her grandfather, her father, her stepfather. So we know about her reputation. But she also works for both uh, Women of Wrestling, WOW, and, of course, Impact. But the Beast took the victory on it. This is, this is how the end of the season ends, where you see a new champion, the Beast. Now, it's still unclear what's going to happen for when it returns for the third season. So... This, if you guys are interested, you should watch it. It's on Axe TV. I uh, hope there's DVDs you guys can catch it. Now, if there are wrestlers you may have seen from other promotions, like Thunder Rosa is there too. She goes by Serpentine. There's also former WWE wrestler, um, forgot her name, but she also went to TNA for a short time. She goes by Tempris. Um, there's been many wrestlers you may have seen that ended up going to, uh, to WOW. And it's great to see them, you know. So this promotion is all 
based on females. But if you guys are not into it, then don't bother. But if you are interested, then you should uh, take a look at this because it's really interesting stuff. And you also know the uh, the ring announcer is Shal Guerrero. If you guys don't know who she is, that is the daughter of the late Eddie Guerrero. I lie, I cheat, I cheat. <laughs> Sorry. My voice is going out, folks. I've been doing this for almost 25 minutes, but it's great. But so if you're interested of in seeing this promotion, then watch it. Um, so keep an eye out. It'll be on Access TV when it's returned for a third season. Uh, some wrestlers you may recognize and some you don't. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because uh, uh, this is a very long one where I put two promotions in one. But... If you guys like it, I would like to hear your opinions. If there's anything that I miss, if there's any questions you want, you guys can look for me. So you can find Deleted WrestleZone on Twitter. You can find me there. Message me, whatever you want. Uh, We do have a YouTube channel. We're taking this week off because uh, it's Thanksgiving week. But this podcast is still going to be going. It's 24-7. So like I said, I will put daily one. Uh... Just let me know what you guys think, and we'll see you all later. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye, and have a nice day. Bang!